Hello everyone, my name is Catherine Ferreira. I am the host and owner of Gem and Me. I want to take the time today to introduce myself. Who am I? I'm a young, proud, first-generation Latina, born and raised in Washington Heights. I have excelled in my life with adversity, hope, belief, motivation, and most importantly, the power in me. And I believe everybody has their own power inside themselves. And I want to share this platform with you to be able to explore and dig very deep inside of you to find the blessings, the gifts that you were given to become the best version of yourself. So thank you so much for joining today to the Gem and Me podcast. I hope to give you blessings, aha moments, many gifts really that you have within yourself to be able to unfold and find those within you. Thank you for listening today and welcome to Gemini. The power is within you. Hola amigos, gracias por estar aquí. Es Gemini aquí. Hoy tenemos una amiga una hermana, una líder, una latina, eh, Jana Rodríguez. Um, ella es bien especial, nos conocimos en un fellowship y en verdad, desde que la conocí, I was like, oh, wow, like, qué impresionante, porque en verdad se hace ver como latina, como dominicana, como persona, y está eh, peleando la batalla, ¿verdad?, de los latinos, de los niños, de que el... el el mañana de nosotros, de los niños de nosotros, sea mejor. So, muchas gracias, Jana, por estar aquí hoy. Ay, muchísimas gracias, Katherine, por tenerme en tu podcast. Y, yes. y, y, vamos, a, y vamos a hablar de, de lo, la importancia, ¿verdad? La importancia de, de, de poder hablar de lo que es lo más importante, que es el cuidado infantil para mí ahora mismo. Y, y poder ser esa mujer emprendedora que hablas tanto. Sí, y eso no para ahí. So I want to um, read you guys the bio because it's very impressive. Aquí vamos a hacer un chin de español, un chin de inglés. Um, but Jana, um, since early childhood, um, politics has been part of her life, right? So um, she has begun volunteering in different poli politician um, campaigns since the age of 16, working on campaigns from local school boards to presidential. She has interned in different organizations and campaigns. Um, she worked in the medical field since she was 16, uh, beginning in the South uh, Nassau Community um, Hospital. And um, she was hired immediately and became the youngest nursing assistant um, at the age of 18. So that's very impressive. She has um, earned her BA from City which is CUNY, um, your college, um, and her major was um, political science, focusing on law with a minor in medical um, anthropology. So um, you have various degrees, as I see here, and you are now the owner, right, the provider at Innovative Decor Corps, um, and the hometown is Freeport. New York. So you have done so much impressive work, and you continue to grow and expand. So thank you so much for being here today. Oh my God, thank you. Thank you for <laughs> highlighting. Thank you for highlighting some of those accomplishments that many times uh, 
when we're going through our journey, we don't take a step back and actually realize how impactful we've been with our mm -hmm. actions, with our words. Um, I think for me, it's like so important for me to be intentional in my work and intentional in, in my words because it, they're powerful. They're, they're yeah. really powerful. And, and so it, it's always nice to take a seat back and listen to someone read out your bio and, and bring you back to those moments where they were challenging moments where you didn't think that you were going to be able to succeed, right? Because you were, you were going through so many different trials and tribulations of transitioning mm -hmm. from one job to the next. Um, and, and, and you can, and you're able to see that at the core of that is, is that public servant aspect of me, right? That, that aspect of wanting to help others to, to be part of, of that, of the change that we all want to see in our world and, and really be intentional in that purpose as well too. And so I'm definitely grateful for being here. I, I, I thank you for doing the work that you're doing because we need more spaces to be able to be authentic, to be able to speak your lived experiences and, and just to be able to, to know that who you are and what you've done and where you started isn't where you're gonna end. And, and I hope that I continue to inspire, which is, which is part of my purpose as an educator, uh, to continue to grow as an educator and, and grow as a human being. Yeah, that's amazing. Thank you so much for highlighting that. And as you said, you know, sometimes we don't celebrate our accomplishments, our struggles, you know, adversity and everything that we've been through. Because as Latinas, right, we are always um, aiming for more, right? Aiming for more. And you don't stop and be like, wow, like I've already accomplished so much, right? And you have to celebrate yourself, you know, be grateful for what you have, you know, what you had and what you're going to have, right? So taking that moment, like you're amazing, you're doing it, you're making it happen, embrace it, savor it, and um, celebrate yourself. So thank you so much. I'm yeah, so proud of you. Yeah. You're doing this, amazing is, this, is about, this is about us celebrating, right? Because as a Latina, as you said, right, my, my success stories are your success stories. Mm -hmm. And your success stories are my success stories. And, and, and we're going to continue, you know, pushing the envelope further and further until we are able to have an equitable, you know, society that is truly rooted in social and racial justice, right? Mm -hmm. and, and it's important for, for Hispanics, for Latinas, especially for Latinas to be able to, to continue to be the trailblazers within so many sectors, including early childhood education and, and being small business owners across this country that are literally creating so many job opportunities, economic opportunities for so many communities that many times we don't get to hear those stories. So it, it's important to, to tell those stories, to listen to those stories and acknowledge them right? Mm -hmm. Not just listen to them because they sound like a great story, but acknowledge what that story entailed and, and how did he or she get there and, mm -hmm. and what did they learn and what can we take from that and be able to show the generation to come, which is our children, right? They, they are the future. And it really starts in like, right, our roots, right? So what does it mean for you? That's my first question, um, to be Latina. Bueno, para mí es un orgullo. Yo siempre soy una dominicana orgullosa. Eh, cada vez que ando en un espacio donde me siento que, 
los, no porque me siento mal, sino que me siento como que en este espacio lo, las mujeres y las latinas como que tienen que coger un asiento. Uh -huh. y, y para mí es muy importante saber que cuando entro en un espacio, que ese espacio, yo me sienta auténticamente como yo. Uh -huh. Siempre siendo yo, hablando de mi manera, eh, con respeto, claro, eh, pero entendiendo que esa oportunidad es donde yo estoy, estos es diferentes espacios, yo debo de estar ahí, que no es como que alguien me tiene que dar ese puesto, uh -huh. ¿verdad? Yo he trabajado duro. Lo ganaste. Uh -huh. Yo me, lo he trabajado, lo, el esfuerzo se me ha visto y se me sigue viendo, entonces claro que yo me he ganado ese puesto y es importante que todas las mujeres, ¿verdad? Uh -huh. Porque antes de hablar de las latinas hay que hablar de las mujeres, que todas las mujeres se sienten ese orgullo de ser una mujer. Sí. ¿Verdad? En este país, en un país que muchas veces cuando eres una mujer fuerte no, no quieren que tú seas esa persona, porque saben que eres fuerte, que eres auténtica, que vas a decir lo que sientes de tu corazón. Y para mí es, es, es importante que yo siga siendo esa misma persona que, que, que fui ayer. Claro que no me quiero quedar sin progresar ni, ni ver el futuro, pero todavía esa parte auténticamente de mí uh -huh. quiero que se me quede ahí. Quiero que siga así de fuerte como lo ando llevando. Bueno, para mí, sí, yo me siento. Sí, es un poder, un poder y no lo puede eh, como suppress. You can't suppress that power because I right. think that's um, a gift that is given to us Latinos, that passion, that drive, that um, yeah. sometimes we could be very passionate, right? As people say, right? Very uh, passionate. But right. I feel like that, that gives the spark to what we do and how we do things because It gives you the drive and the passion that other people don't have, right? Yeah. So I'm so happy that you're owning your space, you're owning on being Latina, Dominicana. And like I said in the beginning of the intro, like when I saw you speaking at the fellowship um, first um, ceremony, uh, welcome ceremony, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, look at her. She's Dominican. She's doing so much, so many things. And um, and I was so happy, you know, because you, you don't see it as much, right? We don't see it as exactly. much. Dominicanas, exactly. right? Making it happen out there, you know, being heard, being seen, and, yeah. you know, stand their ground and being loud in a professional way. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And being that fresh, that breath of fresh air, mm -hmm. you know, just just being you and and respecting you and loving you, and it's just so important because we live in a society that continues to just look down upon so many people, all people, right? No matter what your backgrounds are, but when you're a, a woman of color, let alone a woman of color who who stands up for what she believes in mm -hmm. and cannot be conformed and cannot be controlled. Mm. you you are a whole different animal <laughs> in its case like in itself so it's really really important that you you know how to navigate yourself within your own space you know many times I get caught up in my own space where I'm like okay like maybe you're pushing it a little too far and then I just think about you know the struggles that my mother had to endure being a single mother in this country mm. with four children English not being her her native language and, and just being able to navigate that journey and that journey being for me to be able to see that, you know, present that face to face lived experience of her, her lived experience oh, yeah. and, and understand that th this this is life that the, the one that we see on social media and on television on 
and in and in magazines that that is not mm-hmm. a reality of the world and and so it's really really important that you you see the world for what it is but not be pessimistic about the world but see it for what it is yeah thank you so much for sharing that and that kind of segues into my next question um so what has been a pivotal or challenging moment in your life um, that you would say has changed you to the person you are today wow so pivotal something that has challenged Challenged. me Mm -hmm. I think I think there's been many periods within my life that I have felt have challenged me a lot where it's made me take a step back and, and re, you know, reimagine my purpose and, and rethink about how I want to attain my purpose. But I would say that one particular period of time that I felt it was truly, truly time for me to transform into the person that I'm becoming today was when I had to make the decision of closing the first childcare facility I co-owned with a, an associate slash a partner that I had. And the reason that was so transformative for me was because I felt safe mm-hmm. uh, being within a business partnership with someone who looked like me. Mm-hmm. and understood the importance of why partnerships like those are so critical and impactful for our communities. But that same lived experience also taught me that you can't just automatically assume that because you come from the same culture or you look the same, mm-hmm. that automatically I'm going to have your best interests. Mm-hmm. Many times within our culture, right? The Latino Hispanic culture, we're all about trying to help and support, but, but then there are, you know, those individuals that as much as they may praise that, mm-hmm. their actions speak otherwise, right? And it's contrary to what, you know, is being discussed out in the open or, or being shown to the open, uh, you know, to others. And so for me, it was very transformative because it was difficult for me to first and foremost close a chapter that, began a journey for me into early childhood education and understanding that now I was going to embark on this journey alone and not that I was afraid of being alone but just all of that at the same time compounding together was it was a test it tested me it tested my strength it tested my resilience Mm. tested my authenticity because I needed to be true, so true to myself that even on those days where you're, it's 12 o'clock at night and you're hysterical, hysterically crying because you're just like, is this going to work? Mm. You know, you have to wipe mm. those tears and say, it is. I'm here, <laughs> I'm here and I have your back. Yeah. There's no one that's going to have your back more than you are. No one. And and so I had to really be able to, to wipe those tears. And it's hard to wipe those tears. Wipe those tears and understand that that strength that would occur in those moments of tribulation, right? Like those, th- those very challenging moments truly helped build me to become the person and, and the leader that I'm becoming today and continues to be part of my progress as a leader, right? Because being a leader, being in any position of leadership is ongoing progress, ongoing, it's an ongoing learning process. Agreed. So for me, it just, 
it just made me pivot and understand the importance of knowing how to be habitable and, and how to pivot when you need to pivot without allowing your, your world to come crumbling down because that's how it feels. Mm-hmm. That's how it right? feels. It's like your dreams are being shattered. You know, that's how I felt, you know, mm-hmm. but now I see it. Like now it's like, it's so clear and vivid to me that I had to do that. And I'm so proud of myself for being able to live that you know, go through it and speak it out and, and, and acknowledge it and then be able to pass it on to others so that they don't have to endure that, that pain, right? Everyone's going to go through their own lived experiences and pain. But if I'm able to, to, to tell my story about how difficult it was, because I felt like that was a safe place for me, and it wasn't due to the cultural similarities mm-hmm. that others who are in that same situation won't have that perspective of, well, I can't expect this from this person just because they look like me. Yeah. And it's so, um, it talks volumes really. Um, thank you so much, first of all, for sharing that and being vulnerable and sharing your story. You know, I feel like there's true change in adversity, right? And challenge and having to pivot. And that's where the growth and the change really happens, the transformation, when, when we go through those, you know, moments. And uh, the, the other um, note I wanted to make was that is very um, unfortunate that sometimes, you know, those that we consider our own or from our own culture or race or whatever it is, those are the ones that we get like backstabbed by or like no support from or like criticized by or judge etc right so yeah. I feel like we have to we have to break that that's unfortunate right we we should be a, a union we should be in in unity to help each other and lift each other up instead of like bringing each other down yes yeah. and that's the disconnection unfortunately that I've seen a lot of too, you know, and, and let's say Dominicans, Hispanics, you know, um, Latinos in general. Um, yeah. So yeah. And, and, and you also see, and, and it's a lived experience that I had to live through, right? It was, it was at that moment, you know, at that time period, I had to go through that. And, and a lot of it also that, that we probably see, and you've probably seen is, is when there's a, an age gap, right? Where, there's that different perspective on life and outcomes of life versus someone's perspective and outcomes of life from 20, 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's not the same. And sometimes it's very difficult to be able to balance out those ideologies and perspectives. And, and so, but it's important to talk about them and, and for others just to feel that it's not just happening to you, Mm -hmm. right? Because that's how I felt. I felt like this just has to happen to me, you know, and, <laughs> no. and that's not, and it's not a reality, but yeah. because we don't have spaces such as these to be able to discuss such, you know, trying moments, you really wouldn't know, you know, and so whoever is listening and, you know, and I encourage everyone that is listening to, to speak your truth. Yeah. It's really, really important. It's important for you to share your story because at the same time, we create these spaces to we're not alone. Others are going through it too. But you also create a um, a platform of, of support and empowerment, right? Like we made it through. Like if we don't speak about it, then nobody's aware that it's happening, right? And we can't really change it. So like speaking about it really um helps, you know, 
the person who has lived it and others who you know might feel alone or like oh this can happen to me or yeah um so i'm going to ask you another question cuál es tu propósito de vida mi propósito de vida bueno mi propósito yo creo que el propósito mío es seguir haciendo lo que ando haciendo asegurando que mis acciones sean auténticas eh, sigue siendo la persona real que soy intencional y, y siendo parte del cambio que quiero ver en el mundo para mí es es importante ser parte de ese cambio porque yo creo en el cambio sí. hay mucha gente que habla de cambio y dice Sí, porque me gustaría hacer esto y porque tenemos que luchar, pero ¿qué andas haciendo para poder luchar, para mm. poder llegar a ese punto donde uno, donde todos pueden decir qué cambio se necesitaba y mira cómo llegó, ¿verdad? Yo creo que para mí es, es importante que yo siga siendo parte de ciertos grupos y, y creciendo como líder y, y, y estando en esos espacios y hablando de la importancia de la voz latina. Mm. Ese es, that's a big one. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Es eso, eh, eh, vamos a decir, la importancia de la voz latina. Like, that was like what hit me the most, right? Because yeah. we don't see it as much. And if we don't speak, nobody's going to hear us. Nobody's yeah. going to hear the problem. Nobody's going to find a solution. So thank you so much for sharing that. And, um, I feel like our purpose changes, right? It could change, right? Mm -hmm. Like where we at, but I feel like you're living your purpose. You know, you're making it happen. You're helping others around you. You're building an empire. Um, so <laughs> I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so I wanted to ask you, what is some advice you would give someone who's feeling stuck or like they're not able to grow or step into their the best version of themselves? I think something that I constantly do even till today is creating like a vision board. Mm. Like I'm always, my vision board looks different. It's not like on the wall, all beautiful with different colors and all that. It's like a notebook where I'm jotting down ideas that come to my mind. You know, mm -hmm. there are times that I'm up and it's like, I really would love to sleep, but I have my mind is just thinking about things, right? And so I'll just start jotting it down so that my mind understands that I'm listening mm. and I'm taking note. I love it. You know, and, and that it's okay. Now you can let go yeah. because your ideas are now on paper, you know, and now, now you can go back and work on creating that vision to turn it into a dream. And so for me, it's it's really important that like I constantly am always writing notes in this one little book that I have. It's my book of dreams um, about the importance of of what I want to do. And 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 if I am doing multiple things, how does this come together with my purpose? Because again, like I said, like my purpose is to be that that Latina voice, you know, within specifically in early childhood education and childcare, but as a small business owner that really speaks volumes of the impact that we're, that we are part of and that we are doing. And, and that lived experience isn't talked about enough. And so 
my purpose, like you said, like you can always have different journeys and, and you can go through different periods in your life where you feel like you have different purposes, but I definitely do feel that at the core of it is always going to be that one purpose that like drives you, you know, I want to be part of that transformational change, no matter what it is at all costs. And I know that because everything that I like to be involved with and I'm passionate for deals with just that. So it could be something that has nothing to do with childcare, has to do with, let's just say, someone who wants to run for office. But for me, that is important because that individual's voice is important because I can believe in someone else and I can support someone else's you know, voice and, and, and be part of that, that safety net that that individual needs. And that is me still fulfilling my purpose. While I can then be on the other side and create, you know, childcare facilities that are going to support subsidized families and, and provide an emerging bilingual curriculum. And, and then that is fulfilling my purpose, right? And then I could just be doing community engagement with the children at my facility. And that is fulfilling my purpose because at the core of it is what I'm doing is anything that I need to do to see progress in our communities. And all of that entails, you know, the actions required and necessary to see change. So I definitely believe that I'm just an avid seeker of change. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. And, and you're making it happen and using the power that you have, right, to make change, to be heard. Um, so thank you for, for sharing that. Um, what is one of the proudest moments um, that you have as a Latina? Wow. There's been, there's been quite a few. I've been blessed to be able to say that there's been quite a few um, from, you know, being selected to sit on boards where I'm the only one that, you know, looks like me or, or comes from my cultural ethnic background or youngest to be able to serve on certain boards. But I think for me, my biggest win right now was when I opened up this facility in 2018 and did it on my own. And, and at first was extremely hesitant and doubting myself every day until the day that I opened. And I said, I'm going to do this and whatever it's going to cost, how many hours I don't need to sleep to be able to get this done, <laughs> I'm going to do this. And, and so I think for me, the biggest one is that because me wanting to scale my business, I wouldn't have the strength to be able to scale a business that I was so frightened of embarking on my own. And so I needed that journey of being able to push me to my limits mm. where I was able to know that I, that that wasn't my limit, that the limit I believed in is, wasn't a limit. And that now I'm embarking on another, you know, journey. Mm that is taking me far, far beyond where I ever thought the capacity of me scaling would even go, right? So for many people, they've had to go from, you know, step by step, you know, from a home base to a small center to, to you know, a, a medium-sized center, maybe a little larger. And, and for me, it's like, I'm willing to just go from a home-based facility, you know, to, to owning, you know, my own building and, and putting a facility that's truly, truly going to be transformational. And that's just my vision and it's my dream. And because I believe in it so much, 
I not only under, know that it's going to be attainable, but I also am proud that other little girls are going to look at that story and know like she was able to do that on her own. She was able to go from having no business loans to a multi-million dollar loan, you know, all on her own and understanding the importance of being resourceful and having great mentors around you that understand your vision and, and live for it as well. Because that's like really important too. Because you can have great people around you, but if they don't support your vision and see it for what it is and say, you're going to attain that because there's just no other way around it. You're definitely going to, 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 to create this. Mm-hmm. And it, it does take away from that passion and that fire that you feel every day when you're working towards attaining such a dream. And so I think that that was definitely my most transformative moment till today. And obviously I'm now embarking on the second most transformative uh, period of my life. And, and I'm excited and scared at the same time, but Do I know that. Yeah, right. And I know that, you know, that fear is just the fear that all of us have within us when we are embarking on, you know, waters that we're not very sure how to Mm -hmm. swim in. And um, so it's definitely been challenging. And I just think that I wouldn't be able to even get to the phase that I'm in now if it weren't for that moment in time where I felt like, that wasn't possible to do it alone. It, it just wasn't, it wasn't possible. Mm. But you're making it happen. Yeah, I'm you trying. I'm you trying. Are, you are. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to continue dreaming and I'm trying to, to continue inspiring. And I, I want to continue inspiring myself. Yeah. You know, every, every day, you know, you, you're dealing with, you know, your job, if you work for someone or if you're the, the, the employer, you know, and, and the trials and tribulations and challenges that comes from that, then your personal life, you know, if you're trying to attain a higher education, you know, that's a whole project in itself. Mm-hmm. And so many times we're just juggling so much that you, it's very easy to feel defeated. Mm-hmm. Very easy. Because you're being pulled in like a hundred directions. Very. It's, you. it's much harder to be that optimistic individual every day that believes in everyone's dream Mm -hmm. and want to support people's dreams, you know? Yeah. You're a special kind. So what would you say to your younger self? My younger self? I would say to my younger self that she should go away for college (laughs) and have that lived experience and, and not focus on you know acquiring a really great job at that age and you know being full-time and being able you know to to make a living at at such a young age like that was fantastic and I I was so appreciative because I think I wouldn't be here if I didn't know how to money manage based off the fact that I had a job at a young age but if I could go back I would probably want to at least have at least two years of experience um, an undergrad going away for school. Yeah, that's true. I, I agree with that. Um, 
I had the same experience. I went to Mercy here in yeah. Duxbury. Well, not here in Duxbury, but New York City. Um, and, and then I moved to Lehman. But I was always, you know, going back and forth, working yeah. full time, going exactly. school full time. Exactly. And so I didn't really like enjoy it or savior it because exactly. I was always, like running back and forth from like homework and school and work and <laughs> and then very close to home, you know, and many times and that also clouds your judgment because mm. many of the decisions that you make are based off of the surrounding factors that you have around me, around you. And so at the yeah. time you know, many times you're making decisions based off of what's beneficial for someone else, not for yourself. And, and I'm not regretful because I, I believe I've, I made what I felt at the time to be the right decision. But I do feel as if it, it's a necessary experience that we all deserve to endure. And it's that that space of ind- being independent yeah. and, and having to, to deal with certain things on your own outside of your comfort zone. And, and right, that type of growth is there's no amount of money that can, you know, add up, you know, be, be of, of equal value yeah. for that type of lived experience because it would get you prepared for so many other, you know, challenges that you're going to endure and wins that you're going to endure because you're going to look back and say that it was because of this challenge that I was able to walk over that obstacle and be able to see, you know, the rainbow on the other side. Yeah, and you know what, like kind of analyzing our situations, I'm not sure why, maybe it was financial or personal or family, the reason why you didn't go away, but I would say mine was mainly my parents um, trying to control me and keep me close and in a box. Um, So as Latinos or Latinas, uh, we have a lot of challenges as well in terms of our cultures and the ways that um, Mm -hmm. our, our parents want to uh, capture us and have us in a box or very um mm-hmm. which could be you know a blessing and a curse if you will right because mm-hmm. like you said you know if we would have gone away we've had different experiences be more independent more out there you mm-hmm. know more um I don't know other skills um mm-hmm. so many other opportunities that you know were oh, not possible because of that so mm-hmm. I just wanted your input and then and that upbringing, you know, as a Latina, like how that affected your, your person. Because yeah, yeah, no, no, no. And I think that evidently we have some, some similarities in, the, in, in our upbringing and childhood. And, and I think that for me, being the oldest, you know, mm-hmm. child in the family, mm-hmm. I definitely think that it was, it would have, it was difficult for me to move away from my mother, mm-hmm. you know, understanding that, you know, she was enduring it was four children. She's by herself, you know, had two full-time jobs. And, and so I think for me, it was more so like, how am I able to be that support system and safety net for her while doing the right thing of of still going to school and attaining an education and having a full-time job, which I was obviously very blessed to be able to have, Mm -hmm. you know, some, you know, an employment that was consistent um, you know, that's a blessing in itself. But however, you know, that that whole cultural assimilation of, mm-hmm. of not being able to let go. Yeah. Because yeah. of that fear being instilled in you that you may fail if you're too far away or I'm not there to be able to save you. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that aspect, you know, of life where it's like, I can't really do this on my own because. I don't even know what that looks like. Mm. 
And so I know that how important it is for, for a mother. I'm not a mother, but I can I can maybe make an assumption based off of my mother's actions. I, I can definitely understand why she would, you know, want me to be close. She never asked. She never stated that she wanted me to be close. It was just an assumption that I made based off of the lived experiences that I had endured and the ones that I felt I was going to endure if I moved away. So mm-hmm. my perspective was automatically negative mm-hmm. instead of positive because of the fact that I thought about her well-being and what she needed versus mm-hmm. what I needed. Yeah. And it's not wrong. And it doesn't mean that I made the wrong decision. But it is important to acknowledge that I made a decision based off of the wants and needs of someone else other than myself. And that is something you have to be very, very careful and tread very lightly when you're enduring that because it's a process and it's part of your journey. And you want to make sure that you're you're living the, the you know, the challenges that you need to, to live through in order to become a better person. I've just been blessed enough that I've had enough challenges where I have grown. <laughs> so I didn't need any more. But still, I think that if if there's anyone out there that's listening to this that is thinking of, okay, I'm just going to graduate high school. You know, I don't really want to go away because my mother needs me and my father needs me. And if those are the circumstances and you have to do that, it's okay. And and it needs to be respected because you're doing what's best for your family, Mm -hmm. but just take a step back Mm -hmm. and think about what's best for you and, and for your future. And what do you expect to, to, to live through these, this, this experience and this journey and making sure that you're not losing out on, on that lived experience that might be necessary for your growth, that you may have to wait 10 years to have to go through those lived experiences now due to you not doing what's in the best interest of yourself. Exactly. And it's so um, important that you say that because I feel like as Latinos, our nature is to put others before ourselves. And that's also a whole other uh, kind of warmth um, that we have, which is, you know, like I said, a blessing and a curse is part of who we are, but we have to be mindful of those things because that that's also um, creating a lot of, you know, challenges, a lot of pain, mm-hmm. resentment, and other things in our culture right. because we're putting others before ourselves. And, that, and like you said, nobody's going to do it for you. Nobody's going to um, support you as much as you can support yourself. So please fill your cup first before you fill, right. you know, others. Because in the long run, it'll, you know, it will um, be a positive note and a impact for you to be a better person, to be a better version of yourself, to be there for your parents, for your spouse, for your friends, for family, whatever it is. So I think that's so important. Um, yeah, you know, I just, I, I wanted to just highlight something else that that just came to my mind as, as we're talking about this and, and enduring and bringing, and bringing me back to those moments. I think another, something else that I feel is beneficial for someone to to go away for college is because many times when you stay in your comfort zone you're not aware of what the realities of the world are and even though you know the world is an amazing place and and 
you know, we want to be optimistic. There are, you know, the ugly sides of it that you don't really get to endure. And so for me, because I stayed so close within my comfort zone where I knew everyone in the town and where I worked, my mother worked there. So they knew me before I even got there, Mm -hmm. right? Where it was like, as much as I learned about, you know, systemic racism, you know, what institutionalized racism looks like, it would have been great. And I'm not saying that I probably would have endured racism or any type of discrimination or any type of predatory practices towards me, but I really would have been able to look at the knowledge that I was receiving and learning and be able to apply them at an earlier age. I feel like, yes, I understood the importance of, you know, fair and equal rights and human rights and things of that nature, but I re- it really would have been pivotal for me to be able to apply that outside of my comfort zone. Yeah, it's so true. It, it's hard to break the, the patterns or the, mm-hmm. the systems that we already have in place, and that's right. systems, society, your, your job. That we don't even notice, Parents. like, in our systems, it's systemic, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's there's the many times it keeps you conformed to believing that you have to be this way because this is what our culture teaches you to be. And for a woman, a Latina woman, you know, you, you are taught to not be loud and you are taught to not speak up, you know, especially when you're in front of a man. And so that oppression within itself wasn't something that I was taught in my household. And it's a blessing because my mother is, has a strong personality and understands the importance of speaking up and speaking out. Mm-hmm. But I know that culturally, if I, was, if I didn't have that strength instilled in me, that I, I would probably, or I may not probably have been the person that I've become or am becoming, mm-hmm. you know? Like if my mother wasn't that strong and I was around that same environment, I, I couldn't be that strong individual because I wouldn't know what strength is Mm. because around me, that's not what I was seeing right Mm. around me. And I'm talking about contributing factors, you know what I mean? Within the communities, within the culture and things like that. Um, But within my own household is where I was able to learn strength. And I'm forever grateful to my mother for that. That's amazing. That's very one of the the things I always bring up when I'm like talking about like childhood and stuff like that. Yeah. I feel like we put a lot of um, expectation or pressures in the education. System, oh, obviously, yes, it's essential, <laughs> but it all yeah. starts at home. Yes. And you know your parents, and you look up to your parents, and you follow what they do and what they show you, and and so I feel like it's so important that you learn that from your mom because then you're able to like. No, I'm strong. I'm a, you know, I'm powerful. I got this, and I can speak out loud and, and be heard. So thank you for sharing that. That's so special. I'm I'm glad you were able to endure that, and you're showing out, girl. You got this. Yes. Um, <laughs> Shout out so, to my mom. <laughs> Shout out to your mom. Shout out to that Dominicana. <laughs> uh, what beliefs and values do you live by? I think a value for me is living in my truth, even if it's ugly, Mm -hmm. just accepting it, you know, acknowledging it first and foremost, (laughs) then accepting it and then working through it on my own because 
it takes me to be able to see the rainbow on the other side. No one can paint that picture. Everyone can paint that picture for you, but you can't actually see it until you see it. And that process in itself is a difficult and challenging process, right? Like even now, as, as I dream so big, you know, to want to scale my business, there's so many people who, who love me, you know, and who say, maybe that's a little too fast, you know, and it may be true, but it's the journey that I am walking in. Mm -hmm. And if I alter it, I would be altering me and a value, a core value of mine is being authentic and and loving me for being me mm-hmm. and whatever that looks like and whatever it entails. And, and it's going to be a challenge, right? As I embark on this new endeavor, it's important for me to understand that it's okay if it doesn't go all right, that that's okay. That, does, that that doesn't mean I failed. Mm-mm. That all that means is that there were experiences, lived experiences that I didn't endure and I needed to endure in order for me to then be able to walk the following journey, you know? And so I think my belief is to allow others to believe in what they want to believe in and to not be judgmental on others beliefs ideologies perspectives because we've been conformed to to believe that if someone doesn't believe in what you do they are different and you should not associate or assimilate to them whatsoever and that is just such a false narrative one that keeps perpetuated within our society and so for me my beliefs yes I have my religious beliefs but I don't impose them on anyone Mm-hmm. Right. I have my political ideologies, but I don't impose them on anyone. And for me, it's just truly important to be able to just accept others for being who they are. Even even if who they are isn't isn't someone that you would say I would like that would be a friend. Doesn't have to be your friend, but you have to accept them for who they are. Because who they are is not anything that you can change or anyone else can change. And you don't need it to, you know, you don't need it changing the way that you think about yourself or the perspectives, values, or beliefs that you have, because it's not about you. And just really taking me out of the always having myself as the main narrative mm-hmm. in the story and being able to allow others to be, you know, who they need to be in their story right. and not having to correlate the two. Mm-hmm. It's okay for me to be out of this picture. There's nothing wrong with that. And I think that if you would have spoken to me 10 years ago, I would say to you, well, they're not understanding me. Mm-hmm. You're not here to make people understand you. Mm-mm. You're here to be who you are. And if that individual, or individuals want to understand you, then they're going to listen and understand you. And if they don't want to understand you, then they're going to say the negative, you know, statements or, or, or premise, you know, notions that are going to make you rethink about what you just stated. Mm-hmm. And so I think that for me, it's truly, truly important for me to, again, be authentic and be my biggest supporter and fan 
and and to acknowledge that I don't have to be part of everyone's story and that everyone doesn't have to be part of mine and that it's okay and that it's accepted and and that we can both move forward and in the future be able to do something together but it doesn't mean that because we don't agree today that we can't agree tomorrow Mm. so I feel like it's I feel like it's difficult to say what my specific belief is or what my specific core values are because of the fact that at the core of it is just me acknowledging others being different and myself being different. And so many times we're just not taught that. We're taught to have to assimilate or correlate to someone or something. Mm -hmm. And I've learned, and it's still a challenge for me every day, I've learned that I don't have to do that and I don't have to be that. That's and I think important. that's really important. Yeah, I think that's really important. Because we we are constantly trying to relate or like fix others or change others or like, mm-hmm. oh no, this is the way, this is the path. Like you have your path, I have mine. If exactly. we meet along the way, then it yes. happens. If not, then that's okay. You know, like yeah. and you can get caught up in the moment because sometimes you're passionate about something and you're like, but you don't see what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. you don't want to be part of this. Like this is amazing. Sometimes I speak to people about early childhood education and you know, if they're not a parent or have children, they're like, Jana, okay, we, we understand. You know, there's the ones that are like, we get it because they're our future. And then there's others that is like, seriously, right now, I want to talk about tax reform. That's what we need to be advocating on. And I say to them, but that doesn't mean you can't advocate for this just because you're advocating for that, right? right? So it's always about being able to just bring people back to that to that narrative that you don't have to be associated or correlated exactly with this right now and only with this right that you could you could have different opinions and many opinions of different things and still be able to speak up for all of them yeah but so many times we're not thinking about that because we're just so conformed and only going with those who think and act like us Mm mm-hmm and I think it's a challenge when you take yourself away from that, from that conformity and, and understand that that makes you truly authentic when you're able to move away from your ideology, your perspective, your specific beliefs, and be able to assimilate to someone who's completely, totally the opposite of you, right? Where it's a challenge. It's like you're challenging your yourself, your authentic self, but that is truly being authentic. And I'm no authentic expert. <laughs> I am just speakly, I'm only speaking on, on what my journey has been as I continue to challenge myself and being authentic and more authentic every day. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. So my last question is, what is a toolkit that you can share with us very briefly um, put together um, to succeed as a, as a Latina? As a Latina. I think there's so many tools <laughs> you could do, but one, one that I continue to, to utilize is networking on, on LinkedIn, especially, mm-hmm. and being able to, that when I'm in a conference, an early childhood education conference, or, you know, at a conference, a political conference that I try to truly be able to, to seek other Latinas and hear their stories mm-hmm. so that we, we can then empower the world, 
we as a team, as a unified collective team, be able to show what I've been through, what she's been through, and, and be able to show the little girls that are watching. There are so many little girls and boys that are watching every step of the way in all of our actions every day. And I feel like people don't take that job accountability as serious as they should because they would think twice before doing some of the actions that they do or speaking some of the words that they speak. And so a tool for me is, is networking, mm-hmm. always networking. And then if you are networking, just being able to support other Latinas within those spaces, especially if you know that there's not many within that space. Mm-hmm. Being able to, to create that safety net, not just for yourself because you need it, but also for her. Right. And because I'm not here to save her and she's not here to save me, but I am here to have her back and she is here to have mine. And it's very, very important to know that that's there versus you having to guess if it is. Yeah. Yeah. So speaking it and, and, and vocalizing it, because I feel like as Latinos, we don't express our feelings. Because we've been taught to keep them in and you can't speak about it and anything outside the house isn't supposed to be talked about. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. And, and I understand it because I live that and, and I get it, but it isn't, it isn't healthy, right? And when we talk about our toxic cycles from childhood all the way up to adulthood, you have to be able to pinpoint those traumas and know how to break them. Yes. And it's a process to break them. This isn't like, yes, I remember when I was 12 that my mother, you know, said these words to me and they've been hurtful till today. Okay, well, how do you break down those words? Mm-hmm. And how do you ensure that you aren't imposing those words on others? Because it's been imposed on you so much that it's second nature for mm-hmm. you to act as that or, yeah. or speak like that, yeah. right? Because you have been instilled and conformed and conditioned to think like that. And so when you start reconditioning (laughs) your mind, it's a powerful, powerful tool, a difficult one, but so powerful. And so I think another advice that I would give is for other Latinas to come together more, whether you're in early childhood education or the restaurant business or the construction sector and, and talk about those toxic, you know, cycles and trauma bonds that we've all endured and as we continue to endeavor you know take on these new endeavors that we are embarking on how has that shaped us and what can we do to provide better tools for those that are trying to embark on becoming an entrepreneur a small business owner so I think that that's really really important as well too and just speaking out and speaking up and and understanding that Latinas are are doing amazing things. Mm-hmm. And I am just proud. Thank you. <laughs> be, I'm proud to be part of that, of that, <laughs> that story. And, and I'm going to continue working, you know, every day tirelessly to ensure that, you know, little girls across the world can, can see not just my story, but the story of others and be inspired and, and want to do better right and and want to and understand what doing better looks like because many times we aren't even exposed to that Mm. because we've just been exposed to whatever we know whatever those who are caring for us know and that is why it is so important that 
you know, the educators in your lives, the caregivers in your lives understand that they play a critical role in your life, critical. It could truly transform your adult life. Yeah. And so I think for me, it's just being a present educator within my practice and within all the spaces that I'm in and just keeping that hat on of intentionality and, and authenticity at all times. I love it. You know, what's so funny that this um, last statement that you said, um, being part of the, the childhood, the upbringing, you know, mm-hmm. that crucial moments, right? Like yes. the ages of, you know, five, I would say, or one, mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. to like, I don't know, 13 or you know, it's so much that we go through that we learn these traumas, these cycles, right, that we hold on to and, and they create who we are and they affect us so much as adults. And it's essentially, it's, you know, discovering, like you said, reconditioning, right? Like you have a gem inside of you, you could break all those cycles, you could break all those traumas, you know, everything happens for a reason. Unfortunately, some of the things that has happened to you know all of us people who are listening you and I right might not be things that are um fair or or good or um but they have created who we are and we're stronger yes. because of it right we're stronger we're wiser we're we're more more driven more powerful like that's all those things that we've gone through as you know as children as young adults they have you know, been part of that process of that person, like, oh, like, now we have the right, we have, you know, the wisdom to speak from this space, because we went through this, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. how Jim and me started, right, because I've been through, you know, multiple experiences in my, you know, childhood and adulthood, and that was like, no, like, I have to create a space where, like, people don't, like live in this narrative, like, oh, because yeah. of what happened to me. Like you have a gem inside of you and you can make it happen, even though all this, you know, trauma that's right. and that's right. mental wellness, I mean, mental illness and, and and all these conditionings that we have from our parents and society, right? And you're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. And societal all- norms, yeah. Like what that even looks like and how important it is you know, that everything that happens, especially from like birth to five years old, like scientifically, it's been proven that those are like critical years of a child. So just, just if you take a step back and you just realize that you, if you have an infant, you know, a toddler or preschooler in your household, and all you do is scream Mm -hmm. every time something goes wrong, what trauma bond are you instilling in this child? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's something just that you may not even be noticing that you're doing. It sounds, it's like simple, right? It's like you, you were raised in a household that screams and yells. So you scream and yell. How do you break that? And how do you understand that this is going to shape your child's adult life? Yeah. And their success is, is dependent upon these these critical years and the experiences that they that they endure mm-hmm. those lived experiences are much more critical than the experiences they're going to live through six through 12 years old right because at that at that age they're shaping fostering who they are and things and that's just as important but it's not as critical as like birth to five years old you know 
where, you know, and even like, you know, a child seeing, you know, his mother or her mother crying every day. Mm -hmm. Think about the level of sadness you're instilling in a child. And I understand because you're going through the pain and you're Mm -hmm. enduring it and you don't know what to do. But just if you took a step back and just understand that that is so instrumental in Mm -hmm and impactful to your child. And so, you know, it brings me back, you know, to the importance of mental health and why mental health is just so important for for everyone. It's not about, you know, being culturally assimilated or 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 being in a neighborhood that's that has all the resources that is that's a little more wealthier. It's about every community being able to have the tools and resources to be able to sustain their mental health and be able to provide a healthy home, a stable, healthy home for everyone, including yourself, right? And so for as a caregiver, as an educator, right? For me, it's so critical that I ensure that that nurturing and safe environment is cultivated at my facility. And whatever I have to do to make sure that these children are provided with that, I have to do that because I am holding myself accountable that I am doing what's best for our generation, for the future generation, that I've done my share and that I did everything that I could to be able to provide them with all the tools they need to to dream big and to thrive. Mm -hmm. But, right, but if I don't, if I'm not that intentional in my practice, I can't be intentional in my own, you know, stability of my mental health and myself and loving myself and being myself because I'm still stuck in that toxic cycle of that, that instills me to be conformed to the way that I've been raised to be. And even if you were raised in a loving household with everything picture perfect, it's not going to be picture perfect. Mm-mm. So you have to be able to take a step back and look at, you know, where the weakness, where your weaknesses are are and and what are the flaws that that you feel that you can feel have affected you in a negative way and how do I turn it around and make something positive come out of it I'm living my truth and I'm able to share that truth without feeling any type of shame whatsoever or feeling like I'm being victimized at all because all this does for me is allow me to be free and be liberated And understand that I am going to allow someone else to live a better life because they listened to my lived experience and they listened to my story and understood my journey and knew that in order for me to get where I am today and where I'm going tomorrow, some of them had to be endured those lived experiences and challenges, but I I focused on them. And I worked on them because I worked on me because I understood the importance of working on me. Yeah. We need to teach. We need to teach all people. About- I, you know, it's so funny. Um, I love this closing statement, you know, because it really sets a tone. And I know we spoke about this even before we started this um, scheduling this podcast that we would talk about childhood and, and parenting. And so it's a perfect segue to tell our listeners that next time you're on here, and that that is a is a thing like that's it you're stuck with me (laughs) like it's gonna happen so next time you're on gem and me the podcast we will be talking about you know parenting our childhood and how that is so instrumental into 
later yes. on. As a yeah. And that's powerful in itself. It's a bait. So it's a bait. It, sure, it sure is. And, and, you know, to close this out, I, I'm grateful that, that you invited me to be part of this, of a podcast that, that has been instilled in your truth. And, and to be able to just create these spaces, these, these very necessary spaces that people need, even if it's just to listen in, mm-hmm. even if it's just to listen in, you don't have to be the talker. You could be the listener, right? And so it's, it's, it's important that we keep creating these spaces and supporting them. Yes. And Thank so, you know, I'm going to continue supporting you. Thank you so much, Anna. I want to hug you right now, but you know, like I told you, I'm so inspired and empowered by what you're doing, what you have done, where you're going. And so I'm so happy we met and we connected and you're always welcome here anytime, any day. Thank you for your support, your love, your devotion, you know, being yourself and sharing your love with us. So thank you so much. Thank you guys. And I hope the listeners got a nice, nice conversation and learned some valuable things out of out of this podcast series. And obviously we're going to do a part two. So yes. I look forward to coming on and doing this part two. But thank you for your work. This this work is important work, right? It's it's work rooted in, in justice and, and being just. And, and so it's important that we continue to support one another and, and work on, on building up our futures. And, and the futures aren't us. We're living already. It's the vulnerable, you know, marginalized children that don't have that 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 empowerment that's needed because it's not being instilled in them and so it's important that we keep doing this i feel empowered after today um, that's even possible to be more empowered than i already am um but it, it's definitely a blessing i'm just grateful and i just want to you know thank you for, for for this work that you're doing this very important work so i look forward to listening to your podcast in the future thank you Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I am so grateful that you're here listening to my podcast, Gem and Me. Um, I hope that you continue to share, continue to listen on on very important topics that I discuss in my growth and journey to what is called life. Um, I hope that you're able to learn and explore different values and things that you have within you. Um, I really hope to serve as as a support system and a community to those who need that inspiration in that community because I know that I needed this, you know, um, I still do, um, but like growing up, I felt like I needed something where I can, you know, see the examples and have a support system. So I hope to serve as such. Thank you for listening and have a great one.